your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Locked On Avalanche Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli, and with me, as always, is Shaggy Von Doom himself, Mr. Kyle Sullivan. And thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That is always appreciated. And before we get into any of these specifics for today's episode, this episode is brought to you by Primal Origin Oils. If you got a beard, get Primal. Stop the itch and make your beard look healthy and groomed. Check out PrimalOriginOils.com to learn more about their full line of beard care products. Use the code LOCKDOWN for 20% discount at checkout. So I asked you, Mr. Shaggy, uh, if we're, if we're, everybody wants to tag nicknames to players and that is what it is. And, you know, everybody's seeming to want to find one for Anunin in the realm of DC and justice league. And some people are like, well, that doesn't really fit. Cause it's not really how you pronounce his name. And, but I get it in the same aspect. Uh, but I'm, I'm forcing you to come up with something Marvel because Marvel clearly is the better comic book company. So, uh, and I know some, a lot of people are yelling at their radios or smartphones right now that, that, that is not the case. And DC is so much better. I'm a Marvel guy. Always have been, always will be. So, but I can't think of anything yeah. like I, it's got me stuck in my head to, to give him a nickname, something comic book related. But I did see one about Metallica, like Injustice for All, which is yeah. kind of cool. Very that's, cool. That's the one I follow with. I've always been in you, uh, and useless for all. Justice for all. Yeah. Uh, so, which I like that cause it got me out of comic book mode. So, yeah. uh, but you said it <clears throat> before we went live, if, uh, Connor McGay, he hasn't come on, come up with anything yet. Uh, there's no official nickname for the guy. Yeah. It's, it's one of those that it's one of those turn in your best ones. Cause I know, I think in the, his first <laughs> game, Mosier was trying so hard for, uh, the justice league, but that's just not how you pronounce the man's know. name. <laughs> no, I, and, and and that's like a collection of ple- of guys yeah. of, of characters. It's not one dude, so it, it just doesn't make sense to me. I, I, I don't I don't get it. Uh, but something will I, I will think of something at three o'clock in the morning. Be like, oh, that's <laughs> it. And then by the time I take like my morning shower, I will have forgotten it by then. So whatever. all I could come up with is uh, juicy Eustace. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> juicy juicy juice. <laughs> juicy use. <laughs> oh man all right well something something will pop up but until then uh let's get this show on the road first things first follow the uh the podcast over on twitter lopn underscore avalanche on instagram locked on avalanche uh questions comments concerns opinions to locked on avalanche at gmail.com and follow the show's youtube channel over on youtube uh, we're going to start off today by discussing the game tonight against the New York Rangers. As we are recording this, they are, is it still two to two? It is. Okay, so they're 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 on a back to back. Well, they will be on a back to back, and um, you know, going against the Blackhawks, and then us. So they have some injuries. I, I don't know what their their goalie situation is going to be. Shesterkin is out. He won't be around for another few days. So, and uh, Georgiev is goaltending against the Blackhawks. 
could he do a back to back? I mean, it, uh, that is always possible. I don't know. But either way, that is going to benefit the Avalanche. You're either getting a goalie who is is doing his second game in a row in as many days, or you're getting their third goalie, uh, which for the life of me, I can't think of who it is. And as soon as someone says his name, I will remember it. Um, I'll look it up. So there is a, uh, you know, that, that's a plus for the Avs. You, you can t- you, you take those anytime you can get them. Uh, but overall, you're going up against a really, really good team. And they're they're just they're firing on all cylinders. The Rangers are right now. They're they're a scary good team. Um, I have some of their like you just look at if you go to their their just their ESPN page, and on the left hand side they have like their schedule, and you know the record is what it is. It's very good, but when you see a lot of green for W's and not a lot of red L's, it's just one of those visual things, you, you know, if you're a visual person, um, a lot more green than red. So they're, they're just, they're just a good team. They're a very good, uh, defensive team. They're only allowing 2.4 goals a game. If you want to round that up, it's 2.48. So 2.5 goals a game, which is fifth in the league. Uh, their power play is uh 10th in the league penalty kill is Kind of right in the middle. So maybe that's a, a slight Achilles heel for the Rangers, uh, but it's not horrible. You know, they're not in the, the lower 20s or anything like that. Um, they're kind of right in the middle. So you don't know what you're going to get. You could get a good penalty kill. You could get a poor one. But when they're playing at home, you know, you're probably feeding off the crowd. Maybe it's a little bit better at home. I don't know. Uh, but like I said, you're going up against a very talented team that has a lot of skilled players on, on this roster. And that third string goalie for the New York Rangers is Adam Huska. Not, not who I was thinking. I don't know. Okay. I thought it was somebody else, but I don't know too much about him. Regardless, the avalanche are, they, it could be a blessing and a curse catching them on the back of this back to back with Chicago. Um, that game between Chicago and the Rangers um, already had some fireworks. So we don't know how that's going to affect the game going forward um, and what they're going to do emotionally up against the avalanche. It's hard to uh, come back from a moment like that hmm. and that, that vicious hit and on its face, you're getting Kale McCarr and Adam Fox. So that's yeah, really that's, want. that's a, right. Yeah. And that, that, that's going to be a, uh, uh you know, a, a matchup for years to come, which is, which is great because they're both very young defensemen. And, you know, the crappy thing is one plays in the East, one plays in the West. So you only get to see them match up against each other a couple times. Um, stat wise for the, the Rangers, it's like, um, you know, pick your poison on, on where they can hurt you. Uh, Kreider is having a season yeah. in terms of the goal department. 16 goals for him, which is uh, nine more than the second place player on the Rangers, who is Panarin, who I think scored tonight or last night, if you're listening to this on Wednesday. I think he did get a goal or he got a point. Um, So maybe he's up to, yeah, he did get a goal. So he's up to eight now. So, um, but, but Kreider, those 16 goals, you'd be like, okay, like, you know, does he have as many or more assists? He only has three. Hmm. Shockingly enough, he only has three assists on the season. Um, Panarin, 
leads the team in overall points because he's got those seven goals now eight and 19 assists did he have an assist and he had an assist so up that up two more points he got 28 points in the season so far still a third period to be played and then third on their team is adam fox with five goals and 20 assists so he's got 25 points on the season so yeah like that's we're saying like you're looking at this game as like a Makar and Fox duel. And that's totally legit. Both of these guys are young, exciting defensemen who produce on the offensive end as well. So from a viewer standpoint, it's kind of what you want to see. That's exciting to see. And their top two scorers were at one point very close to being members of the avalanche. Like if you remember, mm. we were close to getting Kreider two years ago at the trade deadline they were talking i don't know how serious it was i I don't even know if they were talking i I think the abs had some uh, or a lot of interest but i don't know how far it actually went but the other guy yeah and it's it's one of those that you get to match up like could have been and what you have now and like Chris Kreider, he's got reverse McKinnon numbers, it sounds like. Mm. Like, he's got all the goals, but he's not facilitating. Yeah. And Nathan McKinnon's facilitating, but not really tallying the Smart, goals. Right, so that'll be right. a, a nice little matchup as well. Um, And Panarin was uh, on the verge of becoming an Av. Yeah. Um, right. Nathan McKinnon thought he had brought him in hook, line, and sinker. And this is just a classic case of a guy wanting to play in a bigger market. That's all it was. And uh, I think Panera knew that he would have been on a better team immediately because the Avs were struggling when they brought him in. But he wanted to be in a big market, and he wanted to be part of their turnaround. Yeah, And, and that's exactly what he's done. So I uh, can't fault him for wanting to go there. No, it's going to be an incredible matchup. And this will be – we've said it all week, and we'll say it again. This is going to be a measuring stick game. Like this team is lethal from every aspect of the ice. How the avalanche can respond to that is going to be the true test. Yep. Um, We'll see. I mean, you, you, we don't know what's going on. Well, we know that Byram's not going to be there because they sent him home. We don't know what's going on with Kemper. So we'll, we'll maybe get some info on that on, on Wednesday morning. Um, As far as the Rangers go, we don't know who their goalie is going to be. So a couple questions going into the game. But not enough to really, I think, you know, turn, maybe if Kemper's there, that's a big, you know, obviously a big boost for the Avs. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the Rangers, I think, you know, the only question is who's going to start in goal. Other than that, nothing really changes for them. And you're still going to be going up against a solid team and a solid defensive team. Especially if this Ranger-Blackhawk <laughs> game stays knotted at two, how long this game actually goes and if that influences yes. the back-to-back call at all. Good point. Yes, go to overtime, go to a shootout, uh, wear the Rangers out as much as possible because we will take anything that we can get right now. So, all right. Um, We put up on Instagram kind of a mailbag and got a good number of questions and some good ones. So we are going to go through those here in a second, but we are going to hear from, uh, like I said in the beginning, Primal Origin Oils. If you've got a beard, then you need to get Primal. If you or someone you care about has a beard, it needs to get Primal. Maybe you are that guy who's never considered the benefits of treating your beard with products. Primal Origin Oils will stop the itch and make your beard look healthy and groomed. Their goal is to help others 
look good and live healthier lives through the use of natural oils. The products are free from harmful synthetic ingredients and with the low impact on our planet. Primal Origin Oils makes balms, oils, and whipped butter that are renowned as the best feel-in-beard products available. This is due to the exotic carrier blend oils like raspberry seed, rose ship, and chia seed oils. All their products are fair trade certified and handcrafted in the USA. And the combo kits make a great holiday gift. And if you're shopping for yourself, you'll be glad you did that as well. So we know that a lot of companies claim to have the best, but Primal Origin Oils challenges you to compare their ingredients with the feel of other beard oil companies that you have used, and we promise you will see and feel the difference. Remember to use the promo code Locked On, and it gets you 20% off at PrimalOriginOils.com. Once again, that promo code is Locked On. When you go to your checkout, you'll get 20% off at PrimalOriginOils.com. Also brought to you by Built Bar. And who was it online that said their, their order was... Was it held up? I think that was Megan. It was Megan said it was held up and she is waiting on her built bar. And she's having built bar withdrawal, I think. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know why it got, I think maybe just because shipping has been crazy. It's the holiday season and everything going on in the country right now. Like you got to put your orders in for built bar so you get them on time to start your brand new workout regime and New Year's resolution regime. Start them now order now and the holiday season is here grab the protein bar that tastes more like a candy bar but it is not a candy bar it is a built bar and they are delicious they are low in everything bad and high in everything good for you so uh if you like those marshmallow ones are you a marshmallow fan oh yeah oh yeah are you Uh, see i'm not the biggest marshmallow fan um and i've given the the these built bar puffs a try i i can i can stomach them i don't know why i'm just not it's a ghostbusters will do that to you ghostbusters yeah. will <laughs> scare you for marshmallows yeah stay puffed is not my man <laughs> um but if you like a marshmallow texture and flavor they have these new built bar puffs that are they're actually very very good even if you don't like marshmallow like me they're they're excellent uh so go to built.com right now use the promo code locked one five and you get 15% off of your order. Once again, builtbar.com use the promo code locked 15 for 15% off your order. All right. So we got some questions over on Instagram and I'm going to load some up here and uh, some really good ones. Uh, we'll, we'll do this like once a week. Uh, the day will change. will fluctuate depending on the avalanche schedule. But we'll try to get these in like once a week. So um, I don't really know where to I didn't. Well, there's a good one that I left for last. But other than that, there's really no rhyme or reason to the order of these. Uh, but the very first one I did get was a Curtis McDermott question. So it's mm. basically why is McDermott playing or why did McDermott play in the last game? Uh, I I don't know. I don't want to sit here and, and, and rag on the guy. That's just way too easy to do. But. My problem with him is he doesn't add any value. He doesn't add any benefit. If he if he did things like threw his weight around or more than he does, he's a big dude. 
And the amount of hits he has is that ratio is way off for what he should have. Um, So I just don't think he adds any benefit to this team where you have guys sitting on the sidelines that you, you can't like, why put him for five or six minutes a game? Why do that? I think one day he had 10, like that that's his max where you could bring somebody else in and give them 12, 13, 14 minutes a game and get much more production out of somebody else. I don't, I don't get why he's still there. And I think honestly, I think that's a question that Bednar is asking himself. And I think that's why you see the minutes that he does. And I think when he does see ice time, it's for a very specialized role and a very specialized look and they're evaluating him. Like, what exactly are we going to do with him? Is he NHL like time worthy? Is he, are we wasting our time sending him down? Is this something we can use in a package come trade deadline? I think his, his role right now is basically evaluation. Like it's, it's nothing like yeah. you say there's nothing on the stat line, but no, he's not in the way. He's not a problem. He's not. Well, making- sometimes he is. <laughs> sometimes he's a big problem and that's uh, when and, and, that's when the the old school like muppet show like the the hook comes out and he gets pulled out of the game and right that, yeah yeah he he either does something incredibly dumb and incredibly stupid or nothing he yeah. doesn't do anything good there, there's never been a time where you're like wow what a move by mcdermott he, he's not that type of guy i get it if you want to be like just be nikita zadorov and he can't even be that and see, that's a fantastic name to drop there because I was just about to say Joe Sackick and Jared Bednar, over their entire duration with the Avalanche, they have never given up on a player when everyone in the mm. world says they should. I mean, you could see that like Nachushkin, we were all laughing when we got him, but now look at where he is. They yeah. turned Zadorov into a player that he had a role and he can't he didn't find that in Calgary or Chicago or anywhere else he went. He had a specialized role in Colorado. And it worked. And I think yeah. they're still trying to figure that out with McDermott. I mean, if you're if you're wanting to hold on to him for the trade deadline, I mean, we we need a number one pick for next year. So maybe that's what they're holding out for. <laughs> Curtis McDermott for a number one pick. Yeah. Um, all right. Why do people actually think McKinnon is the problem? Uh, the people who think Nathan McKinnon is a problem, I don't know really what you're watching. So the way I responded to this question was, well, he's not living up to their lofty expectations, basically. And expectations for Nathan McKinnon are you need to be at the top of uh, the the goal scoring sheet and the po- overall points sheet. And, you know, you're not you're not supposed to have a bad game or a bad shift or anything. You are supposed to be. Uh, the dominant force that you are day in and day out. And when you get off to a, sl- I don't even want to say you're going to have to a sluggish start. All he is not doing is scoring goals. Everything else is regular, typical Nathan McKinnon. And he's got 17 points over 12 games. Uh, I will take that. <laughs> and compared to other players on the team, I don't have it in front of me, but I, I, I think I remember what it is. Uh, that Andre Burakovsky, who we will get to in another question, has nine games more than Nathan McKinnon and has two points less than him. So <laughs> slow your roll, people. Like Nathan McKinnon is okay. He's no, he's not scoring goals. 
and I fully believe that he will. There's nothing to, you know, no cause for concern for me there. When it comes to Nathan McKinnon, we are so used to him being that uh, Connor McDavid clone, like getting out there, making the highlights, like uh, snipe shots from the blue line or like real close. This year, he's kind of taken in a different role. And like when people say like Nate's not scoring goals, isn't Gabe on an eight game point streak? That last, yeah, that last yeah. goal that Gabe had, who was the first assist? Yeah, right. He's scoring goals, not himself personally, but he's facilitating that top line where the goals are getting scored regardless. It might not be from him. We just mm-hmm. saw Kale McCarr go coast to coast with a fake drop back pass because everybody anticipated it. If you watch that Philly game, he was drawing two defenders on him every time he touched the puck. He was. You can't shoot that way. You can facilitate that way because if two players are on you, somebody's open. Nate is doing Nate things, but not what you're used to seeing. Yeah. And he still managed eight shots on goal. Yeah. With with them targeting him all of the game, uh, you know, putting two defenders on him. Like, yeah, he needs to figure out new ways to score because, Mm -hmm. you know, he's not a secret anymore. He hasn't been for a few years now. So, uh, you know, the, the goals, you're just in a funk when it comes to netting them. I don't think it helps. Like, he has that attitude. He wears his emotions on his sleeve. And when he's pissed off, uh, he, he you know it. And I think that rubs some people the wrong way. Uh, but that's that's who he is. That's that's he's been that way his entire life. He is not going that aspect of his game is not going to change when he's mad. Because he, you know, he's he'll be mad at teammates for being out of position or whatever, um, and he'll be mad at himself too. So, I don't want that to change. The, the Avs need some of that on on their team, and when your superstar is that way, that's a good thing. As long as it's it's channeled in the right way, uh, which I think he can. I think he's he's very good at, at critiquing himself, and I I just don't see this being a problem. Like, why people think he's it's it's purely based on the numbers in the one column and that is the goals and that's what people are going to focus on and when he's when he's got one goal at this point in the season people are like what's wrong with nathan mckinnon nothing's really wrong with him he's just the, the, the pucks aren't going in he's still getting yep. the shots he's creating the shots they're just not going in right now that happens and we're almost to the quarter point of the season this is an 82 mm-hmm. game season let Nate figure stuff out because if he's not scoring goals now, he's figuring out how to load up on those goals mm. deeper in the season and the playoffs where yeah. he usually runs out of gas. Let him go in cruise control for a little bit. Let him facilitate. Let him get comfortable and then work his way back in. Let's right. not start panicking yet. This is a long season. I know it's been a right. while since we had one of these, but it's a long season. I tell you. <laughs> He'll be just fine in scoring goal. I have no no issue or problem thinking that this is going to go on all season long. Uh, yeah. it, it, he'll he'll be okay. But like we said, like he's figuring it out in other ways, and and to have you know sixteen assists, that that's fine because that's helping teammates score. Yep. And in the end, that's that's helping the Avalanche score. So uh, let's hear from Bet Online, and then we'll continue this. These question and answer things. So, Bet Online has you covered for all of this season's prop bets, odds, and lines. 
than ever before as the football season continues to march towards the playoffs. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile device websites and sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code locked on to receive your bonus from basketball, football, hockey, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. And it's where the game starts. That's betonline.ag. Okay, so continuing on with uh, questions brought up through Instagram. Uh, trophies were, th- and th- I like talking about these all throughout the season. Um, what trophies are Avs players taking home this year? Um, my response was, I think Makar, as the season is going on, he is just going to distance himself. Uh, not to say that those, you know, Adam Fox will be there. Headman will probably be there. Your regulars will probably be there. Um, I just think if McCarr can stay healthy and continue playing the way he's playing, I think this is going to be an open and shut case. I think McCarr will have the Norris on lockdown. I also think that Chuskin should get more consideration for the Selkie. Um, he's a very good defenseman for a forward and doesn't get enough of uh, credit for that. So I think he could be, and, and you know, with, with the type of season he's having, I think he could be in that conversation. I, I, I don't, I don't think he has the name recognition to win it, and you do need that for yeah. some of these awards. Um, but those in the know know that he's a, a very good defensive forward. And then I said, other than that, right now the way the season's going for the Abs, I don't see any others right now. Byram could have been in the mix for the Calder, but he's out of it. There's too many injuries or, or missed games that he's had. And those two guys in Detroit are just running away with this thing. So um, right now, uh, that's all I got. And I think Nachuskin's a long shot. I think McCarr is as much of a slam dunk right now to win it. But I don't think – I think Sackett's going to get shut out of the GM again. I think Bednar will get shut out of the uh, coach, uh, the Jack Adams again. Uh, you're not – you know, we just talked about uh, McKinnon, but I don't think he'll be up for a heart. Um, yeah, I, I don't I don't see anything other than those two. What do you got? Yeah, definitely no Vesna. Um, yeah. I don't see that happening. I would – if everything trends the way it is – Maybe Nazem Kadri for a Rocket Richard? Uh, dude, I don't know. That would be tough. I mean, I mean, when it comes to like, I don't. Kale McCarr is a lock. You know that. That's a. That's probably going to happen. Yeah. If right. you're going for the next closest achievable, it, I, he's not going to win the heart. But if no. he keeps up with this one and two a night, you never know. It's the next attainable one. For That's the way. thing. I don't know if he can keep this up. Like he, he's he's having a, a great run. Um, is he the type of guy that can keep it up? I, I don't know. I mean, you always have those that those two headed monsters of Drysaitel yeah. and, and McDavid above you, and you know, and you, I, I, I can't. I mean, if that happens, good lord, that's uh, that that is the. Whoever put money down on that at the beginning of the season is retiring the next day. Yeah. If Nazem Kadri. Uh, wins the rocket Richard. I, I don't. I don't know about that one. That's the next attainable one. I thought, but if you believe me that Nas yeah. can do it, 
betonline.ag. Okay. <laughs> um, someone asked about Gerard keeping him or trading him. I, I don't think this this is not really this is a non-issue for the Avalanche in terms of today this year. Yeah. He's not going anywhere. He's a big part of that defense. Um, we could be having a different conversation when it comes to the end of his contract, but that is years away. Yeah. Um, you know, because the Avs have a lot of defensive prospects in their prospect pool. And at the end of his contract, where do those players line up? Like your Justin Barons and guys like that. Um, if those guys are commanding more ice time and you're getting to the end of, of Gerard's contract and you don't feel like, you know, the numbers don't match up for him to re-up, there's a lot to happen between now and then. And especially just how Gerard is playing for the duration of that contract. If he's lived up to that contract, abs extend him if he hasn't maybe the abs try to to trade him to get some value for him but that is down the road where i that as are not that is not even in any discussion that the avalanche are having right now and i if you would have asked us this question before the season started mm-hmm. you might have tickled our ear with this big jack eichel trade he could have been a piece he could have been in the Arasinko package the more the season's gone on, he hasn't really lived up to his normal numbers. So it's almost like the league views him as like a decreased value. So he's not what everybody's looking at. Like he's not one of those that they feel like they could like make a trade and he could come in and he's a turnkey defender that he's going to automatically improve. They view him, they see what his numbers are. They're like, okay, the team's down. He's down. I don't think we're going to mess with this. So that works for us because we know his potential, but Mm -hmm. he's going to, he's going to be an app for a while. And, yeah, what it looks like at the end of his contract, we'll find out. He's just there. Yeah. No, and he's turned it around. Like, he had a rough start. Everybody did. But I, I feel like he's, he's done relatively yeah. well since then. So, um, another guy, not saying he's on the trade market, but maybe he's not performing up to expectations, Andre Burakovsky. Um, This person asked, do you feel that Burkowski has reached his ceiling and do you see any potential improvement in his skill slash game? Um, and the way that I responded to it was like, his skill is his skill. Like, th- like we know what we're going to get skill wise from Andre Burkowski from like, I-, I view skill differently than production. Like, mm-hmm. like these guys don't, in- I just feel like these guys don't improve their, their skill. They, they have, especially at the age he's at, and, and the comparison I made was to, to Kadri. Kadri didn't get all of these uh, miraculous skills to help him score more. He's, he's facilitating better. His production is better. Like he's just, he's using those skills to get point production. That's what Burkowski needs to do. He, his skill is not going to improve. It, he has all the skill in the world. Um, it's just, he needs to start turning that skill into production. Yep. And if if you're sitting there saying, like, I don't think he can do it, um, then what were you saying about Kadri? Because no, I don't think anybody really thought Kadri was going to do this. So Kadri is pretty, he's, you know, point number one of of proving that all you need is just to, to start producing and getting that confidence built up. And the skill, you know, is, is always there. Uh, and I think that's the case for Burkowski. Yeah, he Berkey is comfortable. He wants to take it to that next level, but
but that's that's been the what every time we talk about on uh Burkowski is he just needs to believe in himself to take that shot like in the playoffs last year Nate was in his ear about just go ahead and take that Shoot. shot and he's resorted back to that like we've seen what he can do when he's got that like that killer mentality he get out there and go for it he's mm -hmm. just comfortable he's in a role and he doesn't feel like he needs to just take that next step but when he does that's that's when it's the Burkowski that Sackick uh marked and that was the piece that he wanted yeah. it's just getting him to that point it's just that's because we've disconnect. seen it we've seen yeah. it and it's not just over the course of like a game. Like he will have a stretch, like like Donskoy did last year. Yeah, where where Donskoy had a stretch where he was the hottest player on the team. Burakovsky's had those moments, um, and it's just you know, and but when but when they they die, it's like a crash and burn, and he just mm -hmm. disappears for yeah. weeks at a time. That has to kind of be minimized somehow. He's got to figure that part of it out. So, um. But you know he's a likable guy. He is. So, uh, yeah. So, um, and then finally, where is this one? Because this was a good one. All right. Uh, if the Avalanche were forced to rebrand and you were in charge of that rebranding, what would you do? This could go in so many directions. Uh, we probably could do an entire show based on on what we would rebrand the Avalanche as. First of all. I want to start this by saying I don't want the Avalanche to rebrand anything. No. Uh, part of my appeal for this team is the color scheme. Logo is awesome. The name is just flat out awesome. Um, I wouldn't change a, a hair on the head of the Colorado Avalanche. And I say that knowing full well I have none. Um, but to, to talk about this question, if we were forced to rebrand the Colorado Avalanche for whatever reason – which direction would we go? I don't know. It'd, it'd be so tough for me to change the color scheme because I absolutely love it. Yeah, I wouldn't. And it's really easy to say like, oh, we'll go like Bronco colors because they're the biggest team in the state. But I wouldn't want to touch that. Like that's their that's their thing. And I just would feel like I'm just stealing from them just to make a buck, which I know is the the you know the name of the game when it comes to business. But I couldn't do that. I'm a big fan of like. I've always liked black and green together. Yeah. Um, so I maybe would go that, and I, you know, I, I know Dallas Stars do that, but they have that neon green. I, I would do it a little bit better than that. Um, I do like that color combination. I don't name wise. What what would you what would you uh, want to do for that? Initially, when I saw this question, my brain, because it's just a weird. <laughs> weird thing like why not just throw it back and go rocky mountain aggro crag and go back with that oh. old logo well that was my first thinking was like go back to it, it would be cool to just go back to the rockies yeah but you obviously can't do that Man. now because their baseball team has taken it like that if the rocket the, the rockies baseball team didn't exist i would go back to that go back to the team that left colorado um but yeah, you, you, you can't do that. So, so what would it be? I mean, well, <laughs> for, for those that don't know, um, the avalanche yeah, but, were going to be the Rocky mountain extreme. Like that was their team name. And, yeah. you know, 
people can say what they want about Adrian Dater, but if it wasn't for Adrian Dater, uh, you might be calling these guys the Rocky Mountain Extreme. He found out about it. He published it, an article on it, and the backlash was immediate. And people were like, you cannot call your hockey team the Rocky Mountain Extreme. It wasn't even like the Colorado Rocky Mountain Extreme. I think it was just the Rocky Mountain Extreme. And obviously this was in the mid-90s where sports were going like big for stuff yeah. like that. Um, and like uniforms were loud, especially yeah. in like the NBA, like yes, NBA were. uniforms were just crazy. The courts, remember the courts, the, uh, the, 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 the court, uh, Charlotte, I, the, the, the Houston Rockets one always comes to mind. Yeah. There it was, ju- everything was just loud. So for the time Rocky mountain extreme, I'm sure they thought it, it fit and maybe it did for, but you know, if it, if that was their name today, I think we would be talking about a rebranding that that wouldn't have lasted. And, and see, and the thing is now, Chris, I hate to break it to you. We're both kind of old. And now like yeah. the things we grew up with is now coming back in style. Like, oh, is, is that coming back in style? Like, like the nineties and like that, that two thousands vibe is coming back. So my sisters tell yeah. me, so okay. we could probably, <laughs> we could probably get away with Rocky mountain extreme again and like do that same like throwback style. And, we could be like, we could be the cool kids. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you think of like, all right, what did they, cause there, there was a vote that went out. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the name, some of the names were obviously avalanche, black bears, cougars, rapids, which they actually use for their soccer. They use it for their soccer team. Yeah. Um, and the wranglers. So apparently uh, this was this vote didn't mean a thing because uh, Cougars is it Cougars? Cougars actually won the vote, and the ownership was like, "Yeah, we're calling them the Avalanche." So they picked the right name in the end, but I think they just got people involved to vote uh, for the heck of it. I don't know. I would if I were to rebrand, I wouldn't go back on any of those. I don't. I don't really no. like any of those. Um, but it, you know, if we're talking about you know, all of this craziness and how things were just uh, loud and obnoxious back then and how you say that's coming back. What if you went like, what, it, you know, what are we known for? This thing right here. Where is it? Ooh. That guy. What if you call him the Colorado Yeti? Ooh. I what about, like I mean, do you want to go something in state like that that defines like the state of Colorado or do you just want to do like a random name like a lot of people don't like avalanche because it's a it's a natural disaster that kills people <laughs> you know what i mean like same thing like why they don't like hurricanes yeah well you know well there's also you know tigers tigers kill people too um or 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 black bears that kill people you know so but people just don't like the natural disaster part of it i i I don't think of that when I think of the Colorado Avalanche, but I think Yeti would be cool. What if you call him like the Alpine? Ooh, Colorado Alpine. Now, here's one that's way off the beaten path. And I tried finding it and I could not. And I I think it was a soccer team. I'm almost positive it was a soccer team. I could be wrong. And I can't even remember the exact name. But there are a few teams that use numbers, like the yes. Philadelphia 76ers uh, and the San Francisco 49ers. Ottawa 67s. 
Yeah. So there, I, I tried finding it, and there, I, I, like I said, it's almost positive as a soccer team, and they were the whatever, you know, the 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 New York. I think they were like the they were called, and they weren't the New York. I'm just using this for the sake of the argument. Like the New York, 1875 was their name because it had something to do with whenever that city came into the union. I don't remember what, and I could not find it for the life of me. I, I, I couldn't find out what it was. What if you use Denver's altitude? I was thinking about that. And you call them the Denver 5280. That's sick. Yes, it is. Come on. Yep. I'm throwing away. I had my, my third and fourth were the, uh, the John Denver's, and the, <laughs> I was um, thinking about that too. I was gonna, <laughs> the John Denver's and the Denver, uh, it was Denver Rocky Bronco Nuggets. <laughs> so I'll throw those out. I like that one a lot better. What's that? The 5280? Yeah. I think, I mean, that's forward thinking. Man, why don't you call it the Rocky Mountain 5280? Man, the Rocky Mountain old. 5280. That's, that's got a, that's, the Rocky Mountain Extreme 5280. <laughs> Sponsored by Ball Arena. Go. Sponsored by Ball Arena. So, I don't know. Like, that's I think you could sell a lot. I think you could sell a lot. They already put yeah. it there. That, that's why I put that the uh, Landeskog outdoor game because it had it right on the, the collar, the 5280. Yeah, and you could, so. you could go back to the Yeti foot and do like that green and the black and then just throw it back to that old Rockies blue that we had. You could do that. Like that yeah. That could be your, Oh, hello, Mr. Cronky. Like <laughs> yes. Let's do this. So, uh, great question. And I want to know what other people think. Uh, cause yeah. I love talking about this stuff, like hypotheticals on, you don't have to say if you had to rebrand the avalanche, if you had to start your own hockey team that was in Colorado or any state, whatever, what, what would you do? So I want to, I want to know, cause I, I love like, you know, getting nicknames and, and, if you're an artist and you want to draw up a a logo for the, would it be the Denver 52? I mean, it'd have to be the Denver. You couldn't use Colorado because Denver is, yeah. that's the altitude at Denver. I mean, yeah. Colorado, there's, you know, altitudes for all over the place, but yeah, the Denver um, 5280, the Denver 5280. If you want to write a logo for that, I have one person in my head who I think uh, is chomping at the bit bit to <laughs> want to uh, make a logo. Please feel free. You know who you are. Um, that would be awesome. Yeah, that'd be really cool. So, all right. Uh, but let us know your thoughts, lockdownavalanche at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter. All right. Tomorrow, I meant to mention this at the beginning of the episode and I, I totally slipped on it. We will likely be doing a crossover episode with John Chick of the Locked On New York Rangers. So uh, it'll be the, the three of us talking about abs versus Rangers. So uh, that will be tomorrow's episode. Hopefully, obviously, it's about an avalanche win. So uh, that's it for today. You got anything else? Signing off, Kyle? Yeah, we're, we'll sign off. I'm going to go to bed thinking about the 5280 now. Right? That's I, got I like a, this. That's got a vibe. That's you know, got a vibe. Yeah. I think we're going to, I mean, well, no. I was going to say we could, could start another uh, expansion, but that's that's that ship has sailed. We'll just inherit the Coyotes. We'll just sure. change the name. There we go. Why not? Problem solved. All right. All right, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, I went a little bit long today, but that is okay. Uh, whatever. It, it's all good. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, everybody. We will see you tomorrow. Go, Abs, go.